Welcome back to the Mira Nomás podcast, formerly known as Amigopreneur. This is your host, Jacqueline. I wanted to give you all an update if you've been following the podcast. I am currently now using a cane. I was on a walker and I was only laying down and standing. Now I am able to actually sit down. So I'm sitting down, I'm laying down, (laughs) and I'm walking with the cane. I still do have my hard days where I'm just on the walker and laying down, but definitely I'm just feeling really grateful that I'm on a cane and I'm learning to put more weight. And then the other day I was able to take a shower on my own. I obviously well not obviously I am able to take a shower I was able to take a shower on my own but someone had to put the walker in and like turn on the shower and get like the the sponge and everything ready and then of course I would like go in um sometimes assistant assisted and sometimes non-assisted excuse me and then I had to you know when I was done I had to have someone help me out and now I am able to go in there by myself. I'm able to get out by myself. And just uh, last week, I was actually able to turn on the water, do the sponge, everything. I was on my own. I'm at the, at the house. Um, I was actually too afraid to like do it myself, be here, like shower and have no one here. But I've been feeling less vulnerable. Um, I've been feeling less um yeah I guess I would say more more grounded more stable and I'm so uh, grateful for that I do try to sit and like uh, not literally but (laughs) I do try to acknowledge things at night like hey today I both you know walked on the walker and the cane and I'm going and mentally I'll tell myself okay next step next step is the cane and only the cane and you know things like that and then I'll be grateful for hey I showered on my own with no one here and I still had my daughter on the phone and you know of course just for my own safety but it's leaps and bounds from where I was at so I'm I'm so grateful for that and thank you and grateful for the people that continue to check up on me and look after me I'm so great it's because of them because of my family's love and my friends love and everyone checking up on me that I am where I am today you know obviously I can never there and it's taught me so much about interdependence and and learning to ask for help and it's also just allowed me to process and take so many things in and that's kind of what brings me to today's topic about the privilege of processing and I've heard that said before that you know that is such a privilege and it really really is especially if I think back uh, to my childhood that I grew up in it was very much uh, a survival mode kind of upbringing and when you're in that state a lot of the time you have to suppress 
a lot of your reactions and I don't just mean outwardly you know wanting to cry or scream or having just those that the fear you're having to suppress because you kind of have to know what to do next and then when there is a time where you are in an environment that feels safer or at peace because of your upbringing you really don't know how to process you don't even know what processing means i remember one particular time that i just had been holding things in i mean I had been dating and you know just going on with life and i was in my 20s and i had had a breakup and i just remember that i was there was like this hall at my job we had two stories and there was this hall that you can take to go downstairs and i remember i was in the hall to go to you know downstairs and no one's in the hall and i remember like my face getting wet and i touched my face and i was like my face is wet like what is happening and it was my own tears i was crying and i didn't even like know i'm like am i crying all these tears coming down and then the emotion coming up and then me feeling like oh my god i'm sad about my breakup and then just crying and me telling myself get it together like you're at work and that was the first time i was realizing that my body could no longer take all of the suppression because i would tell myself oh i'll do i'll cry later about it you know this isn't like really the time or later and then when i would try later i just had you know pressed it down so much that i couldn't even cry i couldn't bring up the emotions and that's kind of like how life was happening for me then not knowing that i needed to process in some way somehow you know what was happening to me emotionally what was going on in life but being um having the upbringing that i did and being a single mom i always just felt like my emotions were secondary and someone else's emotions were more important and being an adult it's like okay let's take time you know kind of understand i should take time for this but then okay but like how do i do that going to therapy for the first time when I was 15 and I remember that I had been going there for three months and the therapy the therapist just being very patient we would never really talk about anything that was going on in my life we would just have like these conversations I, I couldn't really tell you what they were but it definitely wasn't about my feelings or emotions or anything that was going on in my life and i finally opened up and that there and i said you know i don't know if you know this but i don't really know like talking about my feelings and she just kind of you know teased me and laughed a little bit and she said jacqueline i know you've been coming here for 3 months and uh this is the first time you've opened up and you know she giggled and i laughed you know 
and I and you know it was her way of course of breaking the tension and allowing me to speak and that was the first and last time in a long time until maybe my late 20s early 30s that I got back into therapy and even there it took me still some time to talk about my emotions and and I remember you know going to to therapy and like not really knowing you know all these feelings obviously overflowing and not knowing how to control them or how to express them and having just such high anxiety um if you guys would like me to talk about therapy just kind of reminded me of what topics um i i kind of want to talk about if you guys want me to talk more about you know my experiences with therapy getting a therapist things like that um definitely send me a message um let me know if that's something you're interested in i can definitely talk about that but um just going back to the topic at hand yeah it was very it was like opening pandora's box and even then i still like would hold all my emotions and processing and just kind of do it in therapy because i was just too afraid to face things on my own outside of therapy and i think the first time that it was i was really forced to deal with my emotions and processing them was when i was depressed um after my daughter left and i had this breakdown and identity loss and i was kind of forced to face my past the trauma that i had endured and i how disconnected i was from myself you know being forced to face and also start healing all of that and now you know fast forward um i'm having to deal with the trauma that was left in my body and this has been years you know that i was holding on and the reason i do these podcasts and talk about this because in our community a lot of us in the latinx community there's a lot of us that are going and as immigrants you know we're we're just continuously told or modeled to hustle to work hard and there is no model for dealing with the hard the hardness of growing up in trauma you know if you did um growing up as an immigrant with immigrant parents in another country dealing with two cultures of going home to your parents and speaking spanish and you know culturally and then going to school speaking english and facing you know racism made fun of because you don't you're not speaking the correct english and then being made fun of in your community because you don't speak the correct spanish and you know it is just so much to have to carry uh learning a new language while still trying to learn your own language and just being made fun of just all of these things where we're not taught or modeled or really like seeing those at least back then now obviously there's more you know thanks to technology youtube um you know celebrities or th- things like that but back then you know we didn't have those things and we weren't really modeled those things especially at home and so there's a lot of um things that we're carrying around and like how do you process those things 
what is processing how do we move through those things and me recognizing that growing up being able having had the opportunity to have that therapy even though it was only for a few months when I was 15 that in my adult life I was like hey I remember I went to therapy and it helped and although maybe I don't remember each session or really what we even talked about I remember that by the way my therapist spoke Spanish Uh, I did have that privilege of having this woman from Mexico who was here in the U.S. and she spoke both English and Spanish but she would speak to me in Spanish and I remember talking to her and it helping and I remember being seen felt being seen and I'm getting emotional because she was like this mother figure and this womanhood figure and she was so educated and beautiful and kind she was just so kind and she listened and she validated me and she was really like the first person wow I can't believe I'm getting so emotional um that really yeah validated everything that I had been going through and how strong I was I remember she said that you know because you know when when we're little and we're going through such you know difficult time we're we feel so weak because we're feeling scared or vulnerable and I remember she's like you know you're so strong and I remember that she had just asked me you know about boys She's like, oh, you know, what do you think about boys? Or are you dating or whatever? And I was just like, I looked at her really weird. And I said, oh, boys? Like, yeah, I mean, they're there. But it's not, I don't know, that's not really my thing. Like, because it wasn't. I remember when I was little, you know, even as a teenager, like, like guys were really like an afterthought. Like, yeah, of course, you know, I was a teenager, sure. But they weren't really like a priority to me. I didn't need to be with one, you know. And I thought that was weird to admit out loud because I was kind of like I could take them or leave them you know it's like whatever (laughs) and I remember feeling like shy and not really wanting to admit that but of course I I felt secure with her and her looking at me she's like wow that's amazing and I was like really and she's like yeah she's like you know a lot of young women in your situation would normally um a lot of times they tend to you know validate themselves through men and 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 you know you know, just do things that, you know, are, are like, yeah, just get very attached or, you know, obviously can be very promiscuous at times because they have a certain, because we have that upbringing. And, you know, she wasn't being judgy or anything. She was just saying, you know, a lot of times uh, for young women in our situation, we they tend to, you know, go out and try to get a boyfriend to find that love, that validation that they may not be getting. And, you know, and just as a teenager, you know, just as women, just as teenagers sometimes, you know, with or without trauma, um, that's just, you know, what a lot of people do. But you, you seem to, you know, be okay with you just by yourself and, and, you know, just take it or leave it. She goes, I, I, she's like, I think that's amazing. That's wonderful. You know, a lot of teenage, let alone grown women sometimes don't know how to be alone and, um, she's like, I think that's, that's great. And I think, 
you know, she just said all these beautiful things, pointed out things about me, and I was so grateful to her, but um, I feel like I'm getting on. (laughs) But I say that because that was such a privilege for me because no one in our community had ever even mentioned therapy. And I think if that was mentioned, I think I had heard it mentioned on television and it was like crazy people go to therapy. Like what's wrong with you? And, you know, growing up in this, I don't know, like this, or or joining the corporate world and seeing predominantly, you know, white people and having them talk about like therapy I was just like, oh, that's weird, you know, but I, I didn't, you know, they, they were so open with it and that, that's what they did. And so I was just like, oh, do white people go to therapy and are they crazy? Or that's just like, I just having all these questions and remembering like, hey, you went to therapy when you were 15, you know, and, and I guess I never really thought, oh, cause I was like crazy or I had issues. And I guess I never really thought about it. And I thought all that came up for me was, I remember it helped. I remember feeling a validation and I remember feeling being seen and, and, and finding just this validation, this like sense of like, um, yeah, I guess learning to love myself, you know, and then going back. And I know that that, and I know now that that's such a privilege to be able to take time for yourself, you know, to take time to sit with your emotions and process them and look at them is such a privilege. Being in this country, while I experienced, you know, this this chronic pain that brought me to the hospital and understanding that, thank God for disability insurance, you know, and me being able to lay in bed for so long and being able to even do this podcast and speak openly about my pain, my disability, my mental health is such a privilege that a lot of people don't have, even in this country, even in our community, because they're not safe to do so. They don't have the time, the resources, or even the information to be able to do what I'm doing. And that's such a privilege. And I think we don't speak enough in our community about the privilege of processing and how we have to take advantage as a community, um, as women of color, as Latinas, as Latinx, to take advantage of that privilege and to start modeling that privilege to our children and our loved ones and start speaking out loud about the importance of therapy, the importance of mental health, but also the the biggest thing that we can do that is free is taking the time to process our emotions and figuring out ways to learn how to process those things that feel safe within our bodies. You know, and not have to be forced to do so, not get to a point where we have a breakdown that forces us to look at what's happening, a chronic illness that forces us to look at what is happening with us. And that is for everyone. Disease grows within our body 
and manifest itself into chronic pain into bigger diseases um and it's because it's telling us internally we can't hold it anymore and we have to face it and we have to take our time to look at ourselves and our emotions and once we are better internally we'll be better outwardly in a lot of ways do that right it's about you know for me it was learning new ways one of the things um, that I was able to solidify or to kind of just like press down on was my boundaries you know learning to say no to others but especially to ourselves honoring our no you know learning how to express our emotions and understanding that they're valid A lot of the times I remember wanting to express how I felt and then I would like I would want to express my emotions or what I was feeling and I would dismiss it as being dramatic. Don't be dramatic, like it's not that serious, I would tell myself. And then I wouldn't say anything. And it's like who cares? Who cares if quote unquote I'm being dramatic? Who who cares if I'm sensitive? Who cares if I feel too much? You know, I should just say how I feel because it's how I feel. It's not about right or wrong. It's it's this is what I'm feeling. Because when I express it, it allows me to hear it back and kind of saying letting me know like hey, you know, what was really behind that emotion? Did I get triggered? What did that bring up? And was it really the other person or was it something that I was triggered and understanding? But if I never express it or if I dismiss it and I dismiss myself and I tell myself I'm dramatic or it's not that important or don't be sensitive, you know, how am I ever going to process that and deal with it and learn how to move on? I talked in previous podcasts about dealing with my anger and moving through that. And I couldn't have done that if I didn't have a space where I felt that I can express that and and understanding that I needed a space that was safe in order to express that and, and understand that safety means that the other person hears me. Not owns what I'm saying because that's not what it's about. It's that I had allowed myself to create a safe space and those people around me to be able to express myself and then process it and then work through it. But within myself first and then that brought others that did the same for me. Boundaries are so important. Being able to set boundaries and limitations with yourself and with others. I also spoke in previous podcasts about Setting the limitations when it comes to how much energy and what negativity and telling people about unsolicited advice or their perspective. Um, having to speak with insurance and, you know, speaking up for myself and showing up for myself and, and um, letting insurance know, hey, do your job. This is what I'm getting and I need you to do it. And speaking respectfully, you know, to others and for myself. 
and knowing that that we're working together that the doctors don't know everything but I don't either I know my body and what it's telling me validating that and then letting you know speaking with the doctors and finding doctors that mirrored that back and that we both have mutual respect and energy was so important to me because knowing how much I can I can do and when it was time for me to rest so what does processing look like for me it came in many forms and I think for a lot of us we have a way that we've been processing but we never really maybe acknowledged acknowledged it or knew about it uh, many people do it through maybe a musical instrument painting um, I've talked about writing but it's also I remember being little very little and when my parents would leave the house just having time to myself having I have so many brothers and sisters having the chaos that we had in the house and me spending time alone like not wanting to go with them and having them take my brothers and sisters just spending that time alone and enjoying my own time that was part of me processing and having time to myself the other way was me dancing I loved it I mean I could not wait for people to leave so I can just blast the music and dance all over the place. And that was a way for me to process and get that out. And I recently learned that when you shake, you know, dogs shake like to get that feeling out that when we shake, when there's an emotion or a trauma or something we may have witnessed or don't like, when we shake, it's our way of getting rid of that energy. Um, and so me dancing all over the house and shaking and doing was so healing for me in a way to release that tension, all that pent up energy and that happiness and joy and that connection to my body and knowing that my body was mine and me not even knowing that that's all that I was doing. Finding writing in an essay, you know, and, and just writing all these emotions and putting them down on paper and having my journal be my sacred space after doing that essay when I was 15 and then coming back to that in my early 20s, just remembering in, in a way that I didn't even remember. We remember things without even like really remembering, acknowledging that and, and having that. That's a way to process. I think the first way is acknowledging what is your way, what has always been your way, what made you happy. It could have even been plants. You've been being someone that loves to plant. Um, I know for, for me, a family member spending time with my grandmother and her plants was so beautiful to them. And I know that now I still use a lot of those things. For me, in my time, which was very difficult, was when... I couldn't know I couldn't dance because of the back pain and being laid out in bed and couldn't really move and I couldn't write it you know was <laughs> it was low-key depressing like it really brought me to a point of having this depression but being in aware in awareness that I know that I 
do experience in that? And what other ways could I honor the dancing and the, and the writing without physically not being able to do it? Getting on my phone and recording an audio and being, letting that be the way of journaling until I could finally write and hold a pen and have that strength and visualizing putting music in my ears and visualizing myself dancing you know that was a way for me to process that's the beginning of learning to process and sit with ourselves and our emotions and eventually that will grow into you expressing your emotions for me expressing my emotions in a journal allowed me to express myself out loud to people first in a safe environment with a therapist and then uh, with partners, but also calling in the partners that I needed that held space for me and calling in those family members and those friends that honored what I had already honored in myself and created that safe space in myself first in order to be able to process those things on the outside. Grounding myself uh, whenever I'm having emotions that are rolling down that hill and eventually growing into what they say as an avalanche and learning to control and work through my emotions. That was big, learning to ground myself, creating a sacred space for those emotions, first with myself, then a thing with, like I said, journaling and dancing. And what is that for you? And lastly, I will say that if you have time to listen to this podcast, you have time to process. You know, you may think I listen to these podcasts on my way to work or in my lunch hour or maybe when you're at the gym or doing something else. But you have time in that morning to do an audio, to talk to yourself, to look at yourself maybe in the rear view mirror. There's mirror work that can be done. Many of us, unfortunately, love to fill our time to avoid ourselves, to avoid our like emotions and our feelings and a lot of the stuff that we're carrying. And we like to say, you know, mom life, right? Um, I have a husband, wife, you know, or maybe you're even a caregiver. A lot of caregivers um, are caring for parents and for others. And in a way, we say that other things or everyone else is more important than ourselves. But it's also in a way to avoid ourselves by filling up our time with, with things because we're too afraid to face what we're feeling. But you're worth that time. And if you don't acknowledge it, other things will. Breakdowns, <laughs> chronic pain. And I don't want it to have to get to that point in order for you to, to make time for yourself. Make lunchtime your time if you're going to a nine to five. I remember I told my cousin that um, because you know she lives in a household where you know, typical Mexicans, <laughs> it's mom, dad, kids and everyone and you know, and she's now taking her lunchtime as a time for herself and she told me, you know, I actually went and saw a movie. <laughs> She's like, I decided to take this long lunch hour and went to go see a movie. 
and she's now doing things for herself on her lunch tower that's just home she doesn't even tell anybody what she's doing she doesn't tell anybody where she's going it's just her time there's five minute journaling there's dancing like i said any moment that you give yourself allows you to process allows you to like ground yourself I'm going to give you some journal questions uh, that I hope will get you thinking and also processing. What is life right now maybe forcing you to look at or that may need healing? What is something in your body trying to tell you that you may not be listening to? What may you have to let go or heal? And I just want you to remember like, to honor yourself when it comes to processing. Be patient and kind when you're with yourself when it comes to processing. And kind of ask yourself, what in the past has been a processing tool or what is my processing tool right now? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.